Hey man, welcome to another episode of Quality Manhood, a show meant for Christian men seeking to understand how to apply God's truth in everyday life. I'm one of your hosts of the show, PJ Burner, along with my co-host, Kellen Allen. What's up, guys? And we've got a returning guest in studio with us, Lucas Pace. Hey, guys. Hey, this, uh, this episode, we're here to talk about the concept of pursuing our wives, specifically in the area of dating our wives and what that should look like. And, uh, and so along those lines, uh, what was y'all's experience with your, your first date with who is now your wife? Uh, my first date was, I was 20 years old. Uh, we were, my wife and I were in, living in Brooklyn, New York, um, and I decided to take her to like a 11 p.m. showing of Saw in downtown Brooklyn, uh, and I thought that was romantic for some reason, uh, and so I think one could probably say I was trying to scare her away, but she somehow stayed with me through that. Dude, there's no doubt that God is sovereign over your marriage, it's because so that is insane. Yeah. What, you what did you see? Saw. You remember the movie Saw from back in it's the day? It's a horror movie. It's a, it's a, it, yeah. It's like it's a, a grotesque, like, I Very gotta graphic. cut off my arm to get out of a, a chain kind of horror movie. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what you're thinking. It... it God is sovereign. That's what I was just saying. Okay, he, okay. Yeah, and he, we, does it we, doesn't make it right though. It doesn't make it right, but we stayed together, and so I, I don't know. Maybe she she was into it. Some something in her uh, thought that that was romantic, and she let me go on a second, third date, and then we you know got married is, down the road. This is pre conversion, Kellen, and pre conversion, Chelsea, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's establish yeah, yeah, yeah. that. Yes. All right. That's helpful. All right, so saw for yeah. a, a first date. But Pastor Lucas, how about you? Where did you take Heather? Well, my first date was a blind date. It was actually at college. It was a floor event where one floor, their floor, the girls' floor, got dates for their roommates, and they we went out. We went down to uh, Newport Beach and went uh, bike riding on the beach, or so we were supposed to, but we were late and went to a restaurant. So it was a, it was a great date, a uh, friendly environment with other people, but got to know... Uh, Heather, who is now my wife, and it was fantastic. I was like, "Wow, this is a great girl." Hopefully, I'll meet some other girls like this at my school. And but she was the one. And uh, and the rest is history for you, right? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. For me, I uh, after like a group date. Uh, see, at, at Christian colleges, you have to go through this unwritten rule. You do like a group date, and then you do a double date, and then you can go out one-on-one, right? So I, I sped through the group date and the double date. And then my first date with my wife, Amanda, the, the first thing, we went out to uh, Third Street in Santa Monica, and we went out to the pier after we ate at a, a romantic dinner at Chili's. Um, nice. And uh, Did you get all-you-can-eat chips? Or? Baby yes, back ribs. And the, the queso with the mystery meat in it. You Ooh. can't not get that. Like, Is it really meat in there? I don't know. We don't know. It's, we don't know. Don't ask will, questions. The world will never know. Yeah. Anyways, so we ended up on the pier, uh, and... Uh, we had our DTR, which in the Christian circles means define the relationship. On the first date. On the first date. Wow. Because I was wow. not interested in dragging my feet. And so I told her, look, I'm going into ministry, so you need to be okay with that, number one. Number two, uh, I am not interested in dating for fun. Like, we need to figure out if, if we're going to be married at the end of this. And if at any point in time we figure out that we don't want to marry the other person, we need to end this. Wow. And I said, are you on board with all that? And I mean, I was a little bit more gentle, right, than that in, in my wording, but that was basically the message. And then you popped the ring. I did not yet. Oh, no. <laughs> no. You might as well um, after all that. But she was in. So I was like, great, this is awesome. And uh, yeah, the, the rest is history. Um, but certainly, you know, now that we're, we're married, it's easy to fall into this mindset that like we're married, she's not going anywhere, I'm not going anywhere, we got rings on, we've got kids, Life is busy. We're involved in ministry. 
you know, everything else is going on and dates can take a back seat, but it's important that as men, we continue to date our wives. And that's a cliche that I want us to define a little bit more for uh, our audience in this episode. So first question, just in general, what should dating our wives look like after, you know, 10 years of marriage, or, you know, maybe some of our guys are out there 20, 30 years into their marriage. What should dating our wives look like? Keeping it fresh, uh, just getting creative, um, thinking about the date that you're going on, almost like it's your first date. And I guess since I've already already exposed my first date, I need to get. I've gotten a lot better with my creativity. I'm not taking her to horror movies anymore. But that's good. I, that's good. <laughs> You've learned. You've grown. I, I've learned. I've learned. But even just having that mindset of like, how do I make her happy? Like, how do I impress her with what I'm about to do? Is that shouldn't get old? Just because we're married, just because we have kids and we're busy, uh, that that creativity still should stand in every date that we have. And it doesn't need to cost a lot of money. You can go on a you know a really cheap date or just a. Uh, little small things that can impress your wife, but I think being creative is is key. Kellen was wise. He started with a horror movie as his first date, so there's only going up there's from there. Only up from I might have yeah. intimidated her. She might have been like, I cannot leave this guy because he might make a real life saw. We need to, man, if we had the ability to, to, to phone her in right now, that would be brilliant no, to call her and, and ask her that. her perspective of that first date. <laughs> Pastor Lucas, how about you? Well, when I think of dating my wife, I just think of the pursuit. You know, before marriage, before engagement, there is that pursuit. You want to spend time with this person. You want to uh, get to know the person more, and that should not change once you are married. You should still want to pursue your spouse, your wife. You should want to get to know your wife more. And so whatever we're doing, uh, Kellen, I, I agree with you. I want to be creative. I want want to get better at that. I confess that that's probably creativity is not something I excel at. But when I am with her, I want to I want to get to know her. I want to engage. I want to listen to what is going on. And to be frank, the conversations have changed. You know, we, we do talk about our kids. We do talk about what has gone on today with ministry, and it might seem more mundane things, but those are important parts of our life uh, that. I want her to know, and she wants to know about what's going on with me as well. Yeah, it's, uh, <clears throat> yeah, that intentionality, the creativity, the pursuit of them, and even along those lines, men, don't wait for your wives to plan the date night. You guys need to take the initiative on that. You guys need, if you've got young kids at home, find the, the babysitter. If you've got a local church and you guys are plugged in, hopefully you are plugged into a local church, uh, talk to the college pastor at the local church. Talk to one of the pastors at the local church. Say, hey, can you recommend some people to, to help out with babysitting? Don't put that onus on your wife to, to organize this and plan this. Part of your pursuit is taking the lead on that and uh, and making sure that you do that. How about frequency? We've we've got people that say it has to be every single week. We've got other people that say I go out you know every other week. Is there a hard and fast rule on frequency, or what are some good suggestions to think about how often we should be uh, maybe incorporating a date night into our marriages? Well, there's nothing in the Bible that says you have to have this many times uh, a month or a year or a week to go on a date with your wife, but. I think a good general rule is that you, as someone that wants to pursue your wife, uh, you should look for all the opportunities that you can to date her. And so I just think of, again, pre-marriage is like, how many times can I get her out on a date this week, right? I, I'm looking for those opportunities. I know our pastor here says once a week, and I would say, hey, that's a good principle to go by, once a week to just have that on the calendar. This is the night, the week that's going to happen uh, where you are going to be able to spend some good quality time with your wife. So that's a, a good place to start. But 
uh, again, you know, we don't we don't find it, you know, in first opinions of where we're going to have, how many times we're going to have to go on a date. That's a good book. It always says what I want it to say. <laughs> Ken, what about you? I think for, for guys, the, the tendency that we have is like, when does my schedule allow for me to have a date? And typically that that's that's not going to happen that often there's not going to be that magical date that shows up every week where there's nothing on your calendar. So I think for guys, just keeping a top of mind of, yeah, you're going to have to be intentional and thoughtful about moving things around to plan for that date. And whether it's once a week, once every other week, whatever it is, just be thoughtful when looking at your calendar and saying like, all right, this, this, I can sacrifice this night because I got to spend this time with my wife. But I think yeah. that's the, the thing we, we are as men, I would think intentional with our calendar, you know, at, our business, uh, we got meetings that are on the calendar. We make a, a point to get things on the calendar because it needs to happen. Mm-hmm. Same thing, you know, our, our date night, we need to be purposeful and say, this needs to happen. Yeah. So it's going to get on my calendar and it's not going to move on my calendar. If something else comes up and I have to switch the night, I, I must have another night to put it somewhere that, that week. Because what, what is that saying to my wife when I say, oh, no, something came up. Uh, we can't, we're going to skip it this week or we're going to skip it every other, whenever our, our scheduled night was, I'm saying something more important is, uh, is taking your place. Yeah. And that's not what I want to communicate. That's not true. There are going to be times where we're going to have to switch our date night. Something is going to come up, whether it's at work or ministry or, you know, extended family. Uh, and you might have to switch the night, but w- where are you going to switch it to? Because right. you're going to say, this is a priority because I love my wife. I want right. to pursue her. Right. Exactly. Have that in mind. Say, hey, we're not going to go out tonight, but instead we're going to go out Friday. Instead we're going to go out Thursday, whatever it may be. And instead of going to Chili's, we're going to go to like hey. Outback. Or hey. We're going to take it up a <laughs> Dude, I would put up queso against the Bloomin' Onion any day of the week. Yeah, I wouldn't go for either. Um, so let's talk about, though, I know some guys out there, they, they, they feel just a ton of pressure when it comes to date night. Along the lines of what Kellen started out with, going, hey, I'm not super creative. I, I'm not super impressive. I don't have the budget for anything super big right now. Uh, you know, maybe some of the guys are out there even going, you know, my wife and I don't really even have the same hobbies. So what are some ways that uh, our guys can uh, can practice pursuit of their wives and even have date nights that aren't like the, the fairy tale dates where you're taking her out to, uh, you know, the Getty Museum and then you're going out to like a five-star dinner afterwards, but that are just simple things that we can still do a lot of what we've been talking about, about pursuing them on a, a smaller scale. I think the first part is, and I'll say it jokingly, but you know, a little bit serious at the same time. Is I think as as men, sometimes we got to suck it up and do things that our wives enjoy. And that doesn't mean every date needs to be, you know, only what you know she enjoys. But at the same time, it's like, you know, one might, as men, we might enjoy sports, and and that's it. And then our wives want to go see, a, you know, a, a chick flick, a movie, or something that just doesn't entertain us. And as men, we got to be able to say, you know what. I want to make sure that I impress my wife. I want to do something that she enjoys, and I want to show her that, you know, I'll put aside what I love to do because I love her that much, and I want to see her happy. So, um, yeah, just realizing what does she like and seeing if if you can sort of flex a little bit to uh, do something that she likes. But then also, if you don't have commonalities between the two of you, find something that you know, neither one of you has tested the waters in thus far and then like it together. And so, yeah, Yeah. I think what Kellen's saying is a good point. There's that, that biblical principle is preferring someone else's own interests in Philippians too. And so if we have that mindset, I want to prefer my wife's interests, like that's, that's a win. 
And if I think about the oneness of marriage, the two becoming one flesh, right, and I am one with my wife, if my wife really enjoys something and I don't, that's 50% of me. 50 percent's a majority. It's a win, right? I should yep. be I should be happy because fifty percent's a majority. Fifty percent no. is well, we round up, right? Fifty point five. Right? We're rounding up. We're rounding up, right? Maybe it's not a majority. Yeah. Thanks, Pastor PJ. Hey, you know, just I'm here to derail. That's what I do. That's what I do. But anyways, you were saying that's uh, the I'm, one I'm flesh. lost now. I, I, no, no, I don't no, know. no, 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 no. No, jump back in. It's it's you're right. It's it's one flesh, right? And we need to prefer. Uh, what our wives enjoy and what they what they like to do. That's an, a big part of our oneness in marriage. And, w- and let's be honest too, right? If if we, what it says in Ephesians five, he who loves his wife loves himself. Mm-hmm. Right? If you are doing things that your wife loves to do, she might be willing to do things with you later on that you love to do. Whoa! Here we go. And, and that brings us to our third and, uh, and final question that I want us to address is how do we pursue our wives on non-date nights? What does that look like? What do you mean by that? Well, I mean, like, I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> it's not Friday night. It's, it's not Thursday night. It's not, a, it's not a date night where you've got that carved out in the calendar. It's just, you know, you come home from work and she's had a, a hectic day. The kids have been crazy and you put the kids to bed and then it's just the two of you. I mean, what, how do we still pursue our wives? It's, and not just shut down and turn on the basketball game or turn on the hockey yeah. game or whatever or or do more work during that time. But how can we be intentional about pursuing them when we're just at, at home? Yeah, I mean, let's let's just go ahead and get there. Uh, I think one one way is being able to love our wives and, and loving their their body and in, in, the, in the manner of like complimenting them and making your wife feel good about them uh, herself uh, is something as men we sort of just bypass and we don't always do we're not intentional about but knowing that our wives need that they need those compliments they need us to say whether they feel like they're in the best shape of their lives or they're not uh maybe they just had kids or whatever it might be is like look i i love you i love your body and giving compliments and you know first corinthians 7 3 says a husband should give to his wife her conjugal rights and likewise wife to her husband and so when you think about that time that you're having alone uh men, we have that, that off and on switch just in regards to sex, uh, what we've talked about. And, you know, the women don't necessarily have that off and on switch. So how can you pursue your wife in regards to the, the physicality, but not always looking at it as like, I, it's just for sex, but like, I want to just, you know, cuddle um, is the word that, that I'll use there with, with your wife and just be close to her and be near her and make her uh, feel wanted and loved in a, in a physical way. What you said there earlier is like when you get home, what does that really look like? And I think when you were dating your wife before marriage, there's a, it's, a, it's a different time in your life. You don't have kids. You might not have a different jobs or whatever is going on. And now in marriage, whether it's 10, 15 years into it, uh, pursuing your wife looks different because her life is different. And so when I walk in the door and I want to pursue my wife, it's engaging in what she is doing already. So she is at home. We have four children. It's engaging with the children. It's engaging with her. What, what is going on? How can I be helpful? By getting home and checking in with all of that and not disengaging and plopping down on the couch, I am pursuing her in some way. She is, is feeling love. She is feeling like... I care for her because I care about what is going on in that moment when I get home. 
So helping with the kids, helping with with uh, the the dinner. Usually it's like get out of the kitchen. I'll I'll handle dinner. You deal with the kids, and to enjoy dealing with the kids and to uh, love that. I mean, she loves that. When I take an interest in our kids and spend time with them, that turns her on in, right. in some sense. You right. know, maybe yeah. not from a physical standpoint, but she's like, wow, I love my husband. He right. loves my kids. He he loves what I'm doing here. And that sets up things for, for later on in the evening just mm-hmm. to have good conversation. What happened today to take an interest in her day, uh, that's, that's pursuing her. Yeah. So many guys I talk to who are maybe frustrated with their sex life, uh, they've isolated that from those other areas of pursuing their wives. And they don't understand that uh, your wife's interest in you sexually is going to be connected to uh, the way that you are pursuing her when you get home from work, the way that you are talking to her, the way that you are encouraging her, the way that you are spending time with her, the way that you are physical with her in a non-sexual way, just by giving her a hug or, you know, like Kellen, you said cuddling together. I mean, those things are going to feed into the sexual relationship. And as men, we can isolate that and that can be something that's compartmentalized and we can flip the switch and flip it off. But our wives are are uh, different than that, right? They're they're a crockpot, not a mi- microwave, right? So I like that. Um, we need to be intentional about that pursuit of them. And and other things, guys, that you can do on non non date nights: grab your wife and go for a walk around the neighborhood. Yeah, and we just, just did that the other night. Yeah, just talk to her when you're on the walk. Um, you know that time that you're spending with her, that you're valuing her, that you are cherishing her. You know. Uh, go out. When my wife and I were, were engaged, we would go to the bookstore and look at magazines, you know, of houses. And she would be like, wow, I really like this about this house. And we would just something that's, that's pointless and meaningless. And yet it's not in the, the grand scheme of your relationship with her. You're spending time with her. You're caring her, about her. You're investing in her uh, and being intentional with that. So you made one comment, though, Pastor PJ, about, you know, guys make a lot of excuses to to not go on a date night, whether it's the the, the time or the money, but making sure that's a priority. And I just, th- the, the money thing, that's a, a real issue, I yeah. think, for a lot of us is yeah. where are we going to get the money to go on a date night or to find a babysitter? I know some people at our church, they swap kids as far as w- one week we'll watch your kids, the next week you watch our kids. We do that, yeah. Because we want to g- get out on a date and we don't want to spend 50, 60 bucks or whatever it's going to cost for a babysitter. So yeah. they make that a priority. And walking around the block, yeah, you, you can do that. Or just, you know, where we live, going to the harbor, walking the harbor, walking to the park, just spending time with your spouse. That's, that's the point, right? Yeah. You just want to get good quality time with your spouse. Yeah. And I think for your wife to know she's the most important person on this earth yeah. um, to you. And, and being able to honestly ask yourself that question, like, it was what I'm doing, the date nights, the pursuit of my wife, the investment that I have in her, does she truly feel like, and, and I think to the point that you were making earlier, whether sex life is good or, or it's not as active, active as you would like it to be, do you still pursue her and does she feel like she's the most important person in the world to you? Right. Constantly asking yourself that question. And, right. and if you can't truthfully say like, yeah, I've, I've displayed that and I know she feels that way, then you should probably reevaluate. And, and a lot of times as guys, one other thing that, that I'll mention is like we, we, we shy away from verbalizing it enough. And so we think, oh, well, she, she knows I love her, but do you, do you say it daily, right? Do you give her that kiss daily when, right. you, when you come home instead of saying, well, well she, she knows. Like I don't have to give her a hug every or kiss every day. Yeah, you do. And you, you owe that to her because she deserves it and she's your wife and you should be pursuing her and investing in her that way. Right. Right. And, and man, she's a gift from God to you. 
And, uh, and that needs to be at the forefront of our minds that um, this is uh, your marriage is something that God has given you to be a blessing in your life, to be something that is good for you. Uh, your wife is a gift to you. And, uh, and we need to treat her that way. So men, pursue your wives. As you're listening to this right now, hopefully you're thinking about that already, but your homework after this podcast is the first time we're giving men homework after the podcast, Man. is if you are married out there, get a date on the calendar for within the next week at least with your wife. But, uh, but also go to work uh, like we've been just talking about in the last few minutes here of, of just pursuing her daily. I'm going to go um, call my wife now. Is that okay? Do it. Okay. You should. And I will follow up with her and make sure that you did. So... Uh, accountability built in right here. Hey, man, we will be praying for you, praying for your marriages, praying for you as you continue to strive to be a quality man of God as a husband uh, to your wife.